0: Walter. And uh, you know, of course, energy efficiency probably will be the major factor in uh, decreasing the imports of gas from Russia. But paired with the domestic production, that's something that I think needs to be underlined. That if domestic production increases, then it will be the perfect combination. And uh, before Andre leaves, I know you have to run. Uh, I have a question to you. Um, You had several ideas in your um, presentation, and one of them was re-involving Gazprom. And then the others were um, demonopolizing Gazprom and depoliticizing Gazprom. Since we were talking a lot about conditionality in this forum today, don't you think that the conditionality should apply here too? Before Gazprom gets reinvolved, it should demonopolize and depoliticize. Thank you.
1: Well, I'm not sure that actually conditionality would be appropriate in uh, relations with uh, external, non-EU actors. Uh, And... um, I would say that here, uh, rather, is a political compromise or a political level of discussion uh, because I don't think that actually European Union companies or the European Union itself or European Union member states are interested in worsening the relations with Gazprom. We saw actually last year when the European Commission delayed for a while the antitrust monitoring, right? Uh, so, uh, I would say there is a need of a political uh, let's say, hook to uh, to start the, the, the conversation, right? So I would rather view it this way, but I would not uh, believe that conditionality would be appropriate.
0: This was your idea that I tried to connect. Thank you. Um, and uh, Walter, our last speaker, uh, this was the twin separations that were this uh, presentations that were separated uh, so comes comes back and uh, wraps up our panel. Thank you
2: Thank you Irina. you also promised me at the start to give me a sign five four three to the start of uh, of the ex party I suppose that was the background um, uh, so, good afternoon ladies and gentlemen, I, I'd, I'd like, I'd like, I try to take up some of the, some of the strands uh, that were, and some of the chords uh, that were struck by my, by my previous speakers. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the title of my intervention was called, uh, is called um, an intensive year for, for energy diplomacy. Um, I think that's one of these uh, euphemisms that, uh, that exists. It was a, uh, a hell of an intensive year for for energy uh, uh, diplomacy, uh, at least as uh, as regards uh, as regards Ukraine, EU, and uh, uh, and Russia as well. Um, um, although um, the word energy diplomacy uh, in the EU uh, speak uh, only appeared uh, half a half a month ago. Uh, previously, namely in the in the in the, in the Energy Union uh, communication, which the uh, which the Commission brought up in brought out uh, in the uh, at the end of at the end of February on the 25th of fe- February, and the Energy Union has been referred to uh, repeatedly by by previous speakers as uh, um, as a as a key policy document by the by the European Commission. For the time being, it will be dealt with. Uh, um, in the European Council, um, in the Summit of Heads of State uh, at the 19th, 20th of March. Um, It was one of the two policy documents which the Commission brought out, uh, and both of them in this last year, and both of them speak very prominently um, about Ukraine. Both of them also speak very prominently about about the energy community uh, in that uh, in that context um, uh, the second document is is the commission's energy uh, security uh, strategy uh, of uh, may uh, may 2014 um, which uh, which stresses the need for for ukraine to intensify its uh, its integration process into the energy um, uh, community uh, rules system uh, the the most recent uh, energy union strategy uh, makes uh, quite a f- few interesting remarks on um, on Ukraine. Uh, on the one hand, uh, it speaks of um, um, a very close, uh, um, and I will surely find the exact word now, um, it speaks... Uh, um, of upgrading a strategic partnership uh, with uh, with Ukraine, um, and then it does not only refer to the to the transit uh, uh, of energy, uh, which 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 has been struck repeatedly and which is, which has been a constant uh, of, of of EU interest in Ukraine, uh, but it also speaks about uh, Ukraine's energy market reforms as a key interest uh, of this uh, of this energy union policy. Uh, and both in terms of uh, upgrade of gas network in, in Ukraine, so gas relations also of energy of electricity, appropriate regulatory framework for the electricity market, uh, and thirdly, uh, improving the energy efficiency um, in in Ukraine uh, as one of the key measures to make uh, uh, to make Ukraine more uh, energy independent now um, Shifting from these policy background um, arguments to what has concretely happened um, um, on the ground uh, in terms of uh, um, uh, interventions needed by uh, energy diplomacy with, with EU involvement. I would like to make uh, five, um, uh, five points. Um, first point is um, that there has been this last year an almost – the stress probably has to be an almost – but an almost complete failure of of Russia's traditional divide and rule uh, approach uh, to EU member states uh, in that uh, that area. Uh, It became most obvious when uh, President Putin repeatedly uh, sent letters uh, not to the European Commission uh, um, and the European Union as such, on energy policy but to each of the um, of the of the eu uh, member states uh, heads of state and government and the response on the eu side was a joint one response came from then commission president barroso so i think that was a very important uh, signal uh, to uh, to russia that uh, that this time is uh, this time is over uh, in which uh, really one can um, divide and rule EU member states. Uh, the second point I would like to make and um, uh, also all my previous speakers have referred to it, it is the reverse flows um, uh, situation. I think this was really a game-changer um, uh, in, in energy relations in Europe. Um, currently uh, this year I think uh, 70 percent of the imports uh, into Ukraine came from the EU, and only 30 percent came from Russia. Uh, that's quite different uh, to what it uh, what it used to be. Uh, Ukraine is not entirely independent um, uh, in terms of gas supply yet, uh, ind- independent from Russia, I have to say. Um, but uh, the dependence has significantly uh, decreased, uh, and. Uh, uh, as Mr. Bolz has said, uh, in, in, in technical terms uh, uh, and in, uh, uh, in regulatory terms, as Mr. Chenchov has said, actually there should not be uh, an obstacle uh, to, to further increasing, uh, increasing this, uh, this um, uh, reverse flow capacity, which is still done on a physical reverse flow basis, whereas inside the EU uh, the virtual reverse flow is, is actually the, the, the standard uh, by now. So that was the second uh, remark, uh, and uh, um, also, well, I've not yet mentioned, but my previous speakers have already mentioned that that of course there was some uh, some EU involvement uh, in the discussions uh, that led to the reverse flows, to the starting of the reverse flows, because there were of course lots lots of obstacles uh, uh, in them, and uh, uh, and the Commission had to play quite a bit of a moderating. Uh, uh, role between, uh, between Ukrainian uh, um, a transmission company and, and, and political representatives and political representatives of EU member states uh, uh, and, uh, and the TSOs in these member states. So, in a way, that was a, a successful expression of, uh, of energy diplomacy, if one wants to use that word. Um, the third remark uh, is that last year, was, in a way, the, the anti-2009 scenario. Um, there was one point of comparison with the 2009 scenario, uh, namely that, that uh, Russia, that Gazprom, at one point stopped gas deliveries to Ukraine for Ukrainian consumption. This was in June, after discussions uh, in which the Commission uh, participated, um, and there was significant um, worry at that time uh, in inside the EU. Although it did not come in the midwinter, but in midsummer, which which certainly eased the uh, the, uh, the, the the situation, but there was nevertheless cons- significant worry that either immediately or at one point afterwards um, there would be a disruption of transit flows. Uh, to EU, that Russia would seek some excuse, uh, there would be some technical problems, whatever. It did not happen. Um, It did not happen until now, Um, even though uh, two weeks ago, or one week ago even only, uh, there was suddenly an increase by almost 100% in Russian requests for transit to Ukraine at a situation, um, um, Walter, where Ukrainian storages are already quite low. So that's a point I would actually have a bit of a different emphasis than than you on. Um, the Ukrainian storages are very important for the seasonal um, uh, supply to, to the EU, but not in a way that actually gas is taken out um, that does not come in. Uh, uh, it's it's just that the that the storage has replaced the need to transport the gas inside Ukraine uh, because of course the demand is there also in the east of Ukraine and in the west there are storages so the gas is taken out uh, to go to the EU uh, there is no Gazprom gas uh, in inside uh, the uh, the storages um and it's also not that uh, that Naftogaz or some other Ukrainian stakeholder would simply Sail back the gas to to to, to Gazprom. Um, um, so the fact that uh, that there was no impact of the of the supply stop uh, in June uh, to uh, to to Ukraine of the of the Russian supply stop to Ukraine that this uh, did not have any impact on the transit flows, I think this did a lot uh, to increase confidence uh, inside the EU. Confidence of neighbouring states of Ukraine uh, that Ukraine would do its utmost to fulfil its obligations, Um, and uh, I would say I would hope that in a in a bit of a more mid-term perspective, this perspective is also taken from by by Gazprom uh, that Ukraine actually is a very reliable uh, transit uh, provider of transit uh, transit services. So in that um, uh, in that a situation of the of the supply disruption. The EU was was involved uh, uh, in discussions of what finally became called the winter package. Uh, it was still in <laughs> in summer, or, uh, late spring, but uh, these discussions and negotiations had to continue throughout the year, and it was only in in very late autumn, uh, at the end of October, uh, that uh, that an agreement could be achieved uh, between uh, between Russia uh, and Ukraine, between the gas companies uh, and uh, with uh, with uh, EU, in particular Commission uh, mediation, and that um, um, agreement um, led to the so-called winter package. Uh, winter package, which um, would in itself merit uh, to to be discussed long, but I'm afraid that uh, the five, four, three, two, one rule does not allow me to do that. But it was really a a breakthrough at a very difficult time, um, that Ukraine and Russia agree on something, and that this, this is actually, this holds until the end of the period. Quite some challenges recently, I admit, huh? and, and, and uh, everyone uh, everyone admits, but these, uh, this hiccup, let's call it, um, a few weeks ago when there was um, a doubt whether Gazprom would fully um, uh, stick to its... Uh, its obligations to, to deliver the prepaid gas uh, to uh, to Ukraine, but the Commission and now it's uh, Vice President Šefčovič they immediately stepped in um, and uh, and called for for discussions uh, in in Brussels and afterwards. Well, I would not say it's completely resolved, but it's at least um, um, de dramatised uh, this uh, this particular uh, this particular situation. So also there a, a certain role for for energy. Uh, diplomacy um, and winter is coming to the end, and I'm coming to the to the to the next uh, um, and the fifth point uh, um, of the role of energy diplomacy. Of course, there will be a role when it comes to the to the spring and summer package uh, negotiations, to which uh, uh, actually the both sides have been called already for uh, for next uh, next week on the twentieth of twentieth uh, of. Uh, uh, of march uh, to brussels in order to start uh, discussions uh, what will happen after the end of the so called winter package at the end of march um, is there any possibility to to come to an agreement on um, on conditions of supply for gas from russia to uh, to ukraine so that's uh, that's the end of my remarks uh, on energy diplomacy um, i would as a very last point, want to stress our focus on on the, the EU focus on in relations to uh, to Ukraine should not <coughs> underestimate the very very high challenge uh, that that the current uh, situation is uh, constitutes for Ukraine. I think Ukraine will be the country this year. Uh, with the biggest change in its uh, in its energy markets all over the world, um, I think there is no no other country where there will be a 300 to 600 percent uh, gas price uh, increase, where there will be, as Irina you have mentioned at the start, uh, the challenge for the social protection system. I also there, I, there's one point where I would say that a bit of a different emphasis: the social protection system is in place. Uh, in Ukraine it has to be adapted. Uh, there are provisions in the budget uh, for social transfers, um, um, and um, it will nevertheless be a challenge to, to, to apply this. Uh, it is in place. It's not that something has to be invented. It has to be made administratively a bit lighter, because it will lead to maybe 5 million households asking for for support for their energy bill, uh, which is not surprising uh, when you see gas prices up 300 to 600 percent, electricity prices I don't know how many percent, but, but also quite a significant uh, percentage and heat prices uh, uh, up uh, up on top. So um, I would um, I would um, think that while last year was a very intense year for, for energy diplomacy, uh, this year May still be an intense one for energy diplomacy, but this year all the focus is on Ukrainian reforms um, that they are doing. And I must really say that the role of the of the Energy Community Secretariat in that process is is a crucial one. Ukraine needs uh, um, needs some orientation of what is right, what is wrong. Needs some feedback. The Commission tries to give that. Uh, the eu delegation to ukraine where i'm working tries to give that uh, but uh, the energy community is uh, is is absolutely essential for for giving that